You are listening to the Family Business Podcast, the podcast aimed at delivering insights to help your family business thrive. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and each week I'll be bringing you interviews from family businesses and their advisors from all over the world. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Family Business Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and this week we are going to be discussing the sometimes tricky issue of conflict within a family business. Um, I am really pleased to be joined by Doris Schreibenboden. Did I get that right, Doris? Yes, you did. <laughs> and uh, you're based out in um, Munich in, in Germany, and you work in and with family businesses. Um, to help them grow and avoid conflict. So um, perhaps um, you could give our audience a bit more of an introduction to yourself and and how you became involved in what it is that you're doing. All right, I will. Thanks for inviting me and having me as your guest. You're welcome. I'm very pleased to be here. And uh, about me, what's, what's to say about me? I am coming from family business, so it's in my blood. My grandparents and my father had family businesses and I grew up with it. Uh, My dad used to take me to the company or when he was visiting clients, he took me to. And I love to be a family business consultant and it really comes from my heart to work with family business and show them that you really can avoid conflict if you respect and treat the other members in a good way. Mm -hmm. I'm specialized and focused on intuitive conflict resolution. I also do generational generational transition. Uh, I'm specialized in crisis management and leadership. Um, I'm also manager in our own family, together, family business together with my husband and my twin boys. And you mentioned that um, you're passionate about working with family businesses, particularly around the area of um, conflict resolution. Is it something that has happened historically that has um, kind of given you that calling or, or is it just something you really enjoy doing and, and sort of thrive in, thrive in doing? Well, there are two situations really how I got involved. First was when I saw... Our family business, my grandfather and my dad built it up and then my uncle joined and there was no space for my brother to join at that time. And when my dad retired, his brother shortly after finished with the company and my brother was too much out of that so he could not take over. Uh-huh. So we could not go into next generation and that's very sad. And in my grandparents' case, the two sons took over when my grandfather died unexpectedly. And they worked all their life uh, together. And at the end, they started fighting. And because the older one really tried to kick the other one out. And the other one left the company. And my uncle was 70, had bankruptcy. I thought about how can all that happen, you know, when I started working on my own, I have been an entrepreneur for 30 years. Um, I just felt like there must be an answer. So 
people don't have to yeah destroy their families and companies just because usually they don't talk to each other they don't see what's really in the family history they don't really respect the family culture and that's something what is it, family is very important for me not mm -hmm. only my family but also family business and that's why i'm so much involved in it uh -huh. second case was when my husband had a bad accident two years ago we were pre prepared for it because uh, my two sons were already in the company one for 10 years the other one for three years uh -huh. um so what happened, he fell into coma or they had to put him into coma and we did not know if he's going to make it or how he's going to be afterwards. Is he paralyzed? Is, he, is his brain working right? So we had to make sure that the, the employees really stayed calm and trusted us and knew they are secure. We are going to handle everything and there will be a good outcome. Oh. And we really managed it perfectly. They they supported us as much as they could. And in the time, it was half a year that my husband was not working with us. And it also took quite a, some time afterwards for his re recovery. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we made it. We yeah. even, um, Which is great in hindsight. That That's obviously fantastic. It's we're growing very fast and that's really good and good news for all of us. Yeah. Uh, and w what line of work is it that your family business is involved in? My husband is an architect and he started the company 82, 1982. Yeah. Uh -huh. And grew from there. And later we found the, the company, which is a GmbH in Germany. I think limited in, in England. And what he does, he, he started very early to find a niche and the niche is uh, planning for mo uh, planning mobile towers. Okay. And he also started to work with uh, the city of Munich and we do heating, cold heating and warm heating. And also um, the whole system for the underground to be able to to um, be able to use your phone. Uh -huh. What else? Of course, houses. We build houses. Right. And yeah, that's uh, the most important parts. So, so some pretty big projects in there as well, though, in, in terms of um, sort of specialising, as you say, finding that niche and, and working in that. Yeah. So we are kind of the leaders here in. Uh, in Bavaria, let's put it that way. Uh -huh. Fantastic. And yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot of fun. It's also, you know, the I can compare with the big companies and family businesses. Uh -huh. And I learned that family business just take much more care of employees and also care of uh, the business itself. The big companies, you know, they just change every other day they outsource they well i i think i see no structure in there and uh -huh. people are numbers and not really members of the family yeah and i think um uh, this is a massive sweep in generalization uh, on my part here um but a lot of the bigger companies tend to be focused on being run for the shareholders as opposed to the, the benefit of the 
um, say the family or, or indeed the, the customers of that um, business, um, particularly um, That's true. very large companies. Yeah. Um, and I think it's not fair because the people who are working in the companies, no matter if big or small, they are doing the work. I mean, they are part of uh, the company running. Absolutely. You really have to tell them and appreciate what they do for you. Uh -huh. And if you treat them good, you are going to be treated good too because mm. then the, the, the company is just uh, running smoothly and money is coming in that's very important yeah and you give them security that they know they don't have to be afraid to lose their jobs completely yeah i agree um so, so from that from working with, with your husband and obviously the experiences that you had um with your um, parents and grandparents um business how did you then become involved in conflict resolution and is it resolution you work in or is it avoidance or, or a bit of both well it's uh, both sometimes uh, people just or the, the companies just get very late to call me and ask me for the support uh -huh. it's getting tricky but you still can turn turn everything around if people are open-hearted and open-minded you can lead them and make them understand what is the conflict, where is it coming from, how can you avoid it, and how can you solve it. Mm -hmm. um, we have meetings in our company with the team leaders, we have meetings with the managers, and I also coach our employees to make sure that they are all understanding that we are family. Mm -hmm. And that helps a lot to avoid conflict. I, I'm a big believer in communication. Yeah. And conflict usually comes out of people are not talking about what's, what's bothering them, why they are upset, or what is not running right, or where do they need support. And if you just ask them, let's sit down, let's talk, what's going wrong, how do you feel, how can I help you, how can I support you? then it's much easier. They start to communicate and you find ways to, in the beginning, avoid the conflict and not let everything break down. Mm -hmm. To a certain extent, I think some, maybe conflict isn't the right word, but there, there is a, a healthy conflict and an unhealthy conflict. So if, if everything ran smoothly all the time, that would be fantastic, but it, it's kind of a, a part of life that there are bumps in the road and there are... Um, sort of conflicts that happen on, on a regular basis. Uh, at what point do you draw the line between something that is sort of a healthy debate between, I don't know, siblings or, or um, mother and son or, or, or whatever the dynamic might be, to, to the point where it tips into being unhealthy for the business and those within it? Well, I believe that a company is not a life without conflict. This uh -huh. shows you where action is necessary to improve the structure and also the results. Uh, people have different points of views and opinions and it is not about being right but finding a solution which is good for all members included or all employees uh, to have them, how to say, turn around. Unhealthy okay. conflict for me means that part of the team is not accepting the rules and uh -huh. tries to work against the structure. 
Uh, we had that situation when we decided to amal amalgamate the offices. We had two offices before. And the teamwork was kind of separated and it did not really work. So we decided to put those offices together. And we had chief mischief makers mm -hmm. that did not like it. And they were always running against our decisions. And they also tried really to poison the team. Mm -hmm. And it was very important for us to get in really rid of these people and uh, that's something every company has to make sure to get those people out because uh, they start or in our case it was like this that the other team in the other office you know they wanted to, didn't want to talk to them anymore right. and that's not a way you can work so the conflict had to be solved and the, the resolution was that we had to get rid of them and some also with the job too, because they did not want to be in this team. Uh -huh. um, but conflict is also something very, very sensitive. Yeah. I believe conflicts usually come from hurt feelings uh -huh. or not feeling appreciated. And I, I learned with all the um, Conversations I had so far and all the, the family companies I talked to or coached or consulted them, it's always about family history. You mm. have to learn about family history. When you talk to them, you know, they usually, or sometimes they don't even know that there is a case in family history that does not support the family business. Uh -huh. For example, um, in earlier times, you know, there was, yes, the, the founder or did not want women in the company. Right, okay. Especially not women taking over the company. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's in all over the world, but in Germany, the firstborn son usually took the business over. Yeah, that, that's a very traditional um, yes. model um, I think, in, in most places. But not always. The first one is the right one. Mm. He might not even, he might, maybe was not even interested to take over. So that's the first conflict because someone is doing something he does not want to. And maybe the, the daughter wanted to take over but did not even get a chance. So mm. that's a conflict in the family because the daughter was not accepted. Yeah. And it could take a while to manifest itself, can't it? I mean, that, that could be something that's known for a very long time, that the eldest son will be taking over the business. Um, and it might not be until some point in the future that there's a trigger that then creates that conflict to come to the surface. Yeah, and I learned, you know, daughters are very good in family business because they come more from the emotional part and they see the conflict faster uh -huh. and earlier than usually a man does because uh -huh. the man i don't say everyone but they try to avoid emotions especially in business uh -huh. so i really see my vision is you know that to see a lot more women in family business uh -huh. i'm not saying that the man should not be in there i'm an, a woman and i'm uh, in the company so that's all right too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, working, it's working very good. 
and my husband is very happy and my sons too that I'm involved. Mm-hmm. And my wish is also to help family business businesses to go from the second generation to the next, the next, the next. Yeah. I'm very sad when I see that really good and strong family business die because there is no one taking over. Yeah. And then the only resolution is to, to either sell the business or close it or give it to some stranger. Mm. But the stranger does not really have this family blood in the company. No. And then the priorities can change it. I'm not saying they do all the time, but the priorities can change in a way from that family feel onto the sort of um, traditional metrics of a business of, of um, profit and, and return to shareholder or investor. Yeah, then it comes to the point it's about money, not about mm. anymore. Yeah. So, so if we take a, a theoretical scenario where let's say two siblings generally don't get on and there's a a level of conflict between the two of them. You you mentioned that it it normally crosses the line into unhealthy at the point that they sort of ignore the structure. What what do you mean by the structure? So the the ground rules for for them, a a governance structure? Well, you should make sure that you really include the the family culture. Uh Uh-huh. And to make sure that every, everyone feels included, not excluded. Uh-huh. And would you suggest that as a, a standalone exercise for, for family businesses to do if they haven't already, is to sit down and, and draw up a, a charter, I guess, that, that outlines um, uh, the rules of engagement, for want of a better word? The structure also means, especially if there are siblings or more family members in the company, each of them has to know what's their part in the company. They really have to understand that's me and that's my job and that's him and it's his job. Mm-hmm. Not to you know trying to do all together, that's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of Family business, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it's followed by the experiences or the, the education and also the interests or what everyone likes more to do. Mm-hmm. Like in, in our case, my one son wants to do all the business and administration. The other one wants to do the personnel part. Mm-hmm. Talk, to, talk to the um, employees and... Yeah, and they are both good in it because they they decided to be in the in the position they really are good in. Mm-hmm. That's something I believe is important every family business. Also, the employees, you know, from time to time, you have to make sure that they are still doing the work they they love. They want to do. because if they start to hate what they are doing, it's gonna come to the conflict, and the conflict might be that they leave the company which could damage the company if it's a good uh, employee or they start not working the way they should. And so let, let's assume that that, that side has been done and, and for, for whatever reason, the conflict isn't resolved by that being in place. Uh, at what stage should family businesses seek assistance with conflict? Because 
you mentioned earlier that the they generally leave it too late. So, so perhaps there's some irreparable damage done or it takes a lot longer to, to resolve it. Is it a point where there is just no compromise that you think, okay, now's the time, or, or is there a step before that? Well, I'm always happy if I get there in time, <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the right time, let's put it that way. Uh-huh. And of course, family business should not wait too long. Uh, it might be even too late once in a while. Mm-hmm. To find solutions and getting to the point where they start talking to each other the right way. If they already started to talk, not talking to each other anymore, then it's kind of a question, who do they need, me or a lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> I can help them to turn it around. What I need is that they are open-minded, that they are open-hearted, that they understand it's not all about them, it's about the whole family. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone is uh, different and we are all individuals. We have different opinions. But working together means to respect the other one's opinions and try to understand what does the other one say and then put yourself into it and try to find a, a middle way. Sometimes it's very, very important, you know, to just get another another perspective. Yeah. And then someone from outside is coming from a totally different way to see things. And I guess the nature of conflict is that the reason there is a conflict is because both parties or however many parties are involved have a difference of opinion. They both think they're right and can't see the other person's perspective. So bringing somebody in that would look at it objectively without any bias to one way or the other might be able to present either side in in an alternative way to help people overcome that feeling of I'm right and I'm not willing to compromise or or look at an alternative. Yeah, and my part usually is to find the needle in the hay. Uh Uh, and how do you go about that? It, what's the process of you going into a family? I appreciate there's going to be differences, but it, from a general perspective, let's take t- two brothers are fighting and they want you to go in and, and um, help resolve that. Where do you start? Usually it's one person or one family member uh, uh, talking to me. Uh-huh. Uh, I have to make sure that everyone agrees that I'm involved. Right. But what I do is I talk to each member and listen to them very carefully because very often you can hear between what they are saying what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And out of that, I I give them a certain plan, you know, how they can solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I use my tools I have, like psychic readings and constellation work. Uh That helps very fast because it shows immediately what's wrong in the constellation. Okay. And then I, I put them together and let each one talk, not only the good things, also the bad things. Uh And it might get to... Yeah, it can be confronting, it can be getting heavy, it can be loud, it can be everything. But as long as they are talking to each other, there is a chance to solve the conflict. Mm -hmm. 
And very often I just bring it to the point, what is really wrong? Mm. And in the main cases, it is not being appreciated, feeling hurt, or there might have been abuse in the, in the past, which they just put away. They did not even think about that. That might, might be a conflict in the, in the family. Mm. So for me, first I look at the family, their history, and then I transfer that into the business. Because yeah. again, I'm guessing that in the case of um, a conflict within the family is that the, the subject matter that they're perhaps disagreeing on isn't actually the point that is the sticking point in the resolution to that. So if, um, again, hypothetically, uh, there's brothers where the older brother uh, was uh, mean when, when the younger brother was at school or undermined him um, in some stage, that can manifest itself and be, I'm fed up with this guy always thinking he's right, I need to kick back on this, even though that point might not be the important bit. It's the kicking back on always being right that, that could be important to the younger sibling. And your role is to try and identify whether the issue is the real issue. Yes. Fantastic. And if I have that, you know, from there we can go anywhere because then they are open, they understand why. Uh -huh. Very often, you know, the point is if there are different siblings, they are all different, as a matter of fact. And very often, you know, the father appreciates more the firstborn or whatever, and the other one just feels like I'm not worth anything. Mm. And that's already a conflict. Yeah. Yeah, and would you say that's a fairly common cause of conflict? We hear um, kind of mixed experiences, really. There, there tends to be a higher propensity of, of conflict between father and son. Um, and then, as you say, the um, younger brother or younger sibling um, being uh, looked over by, uh, by an elder brother tends to also be a, a trigger point. But uh, are they amongst the more common issues? Well, in this case, you know, if the older was more respected and the other one was not seen, uh, that's an emotional abuse for me. Right. And that can spill over into the present and destroy even the future business because the one who is not seen always will try to be better and he might stress himself out. And being better could mean that he's working against the brother. And that's unhealthy. That's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. The reaction is not coming from a common sense. It's, it's the feeling. It's the hurt. Uh -huh. And if you're using the emotion to find a solution, it's going to get hard because it's always this feeling. Uh, I, I'm not really included. Yeah, of course. And this uh, destructive and unhealthy behaviors, uh, lack of value, can lead to incompetence, laziness, uh, also lack of commitment, can lead to splits or fractures. And yeah. that's no good because that's going to destroy the family and the business. Yeah, it doesn't help anybody, does it? And, and it, making an emotional decision at that time might feel right, but actually the, the ramifications um, later on can be, um, can be quite uh, severe. Um, yeah. And so given... Uh, again, if, if we take this hy hypothetical feuding 
um, siblings and one of them feels that the other is not, wouldn't accept your involvement in that um, relationship to, to try and resolve things. Are there any steps that family members can take to, to try and resolve the conflict that doesn't involve professional assistance? It, do you ever see that working? Yes, because not everyone needs a consultant. Uh -huh. The most important thing for me is that they really start talking to each other. The communication is the key to almost every conflict. Uh -huh. If everyone knows how important family is, you know, uh -huh. we have that saying, I don't know if you know that, blood is thicker than water. Yeah, yeah, we've got that. They respect that. They will have all possibilities because they are coming from, from love and not from hurt. They are uh -huh. doing things a different way. They respect the other member. They respect the people involved. They know together we can make it. Together we are going to be successful because not one person can do any, everything. Uh -huh. And meetings, of course, are very important. Avoiding not to talk is something I really, really recommend. Uh -huh. Sometimes, you know, people are afraid that if they say what they are feeling or say what they don't see is right, to be kind of yeah, ignored. So sometimes they don't really say what they want to say, and that's very unhealthy. So always come from your heart and say uh -huh. the way it is. Yeah, because again, otherwise that can lay under the surface, can't it, and, and eat away at people and intensify it when it does come to the surface. Yeah, right. You're a strong believer in you know the truth by the way it feels. Um, could, could you just explain what you mean by that in a bit more detail. Yeah. Well, did you ever make a decision or, and suddenly your stomach starts aching uh -huh. or you get speechless or you have other body reactions? That's a question I usually ask because in this moment, you know and feel that something is not right. Uh-huh. In most cases, we stay in our heads instead of listening to our intuition, or I call it also the sixth sense. Uh -huh. It's a natural capability, sorry, and helps really resolve conflict, especially if it's a diffuse situation. Uh -huh. And we all know, you know, that if something is wrong, we can feel that. Uh -huh. We don't feel happy. We are kind of lazy, we are tired, and that's the point where you should ask yourself, what is it that is not working for me? Mm. And being honest to yourself leads you to the answer. Yes. See, I also believe that if we get sick, there is a reason why we get sick. Mm -hmm. And if we don't feel good or unhappy, there is also a reason. Yeah. The point where I recommend just look inside yourself, see what's going on, and get it back into balance. Uh -huh. Families are emotional, they react very sensitive, especially when harmony is out of balance. And uh -huh. it could be that they are not treated respectfully, 
or not appreciated, that leads to fights, wrong decisions, and it hurts. Oh. I see the body really reacts. It's a warning system, in my, my opinion. And the family should react and try to get back or getting back into control oh. to solve the problem and keep your business running. Yeah, I agree. It's important for me to be honest to yourself and listen and correct when something goes wrong. Oh. Uh, if you cannot do it yourself, then that's the point where you really should get assistance from outside. Yeah. Uh, and do you then, because presumably there's far better input and acceptance of a potential solution. If you as a, an advisor or professional go in and say, help them to see um, that truth and help them to feel better about that particular decision rather than go in and say, sorry, you're wrong, he's right. But because then that, I'm imagining that that doesn't actually help much if, if you can see. Or do you have circumstances where it's so obvious which party is right and which is wrong that it's really difficult for you to be objective and say, have you considered it this way? And just say to them, sorry, you're just, you're so far wrong on this. There's, there's no real um, debate on it. Um, being right means that you stay just with your opinion in my, I would say. Uh -huh. And that does not really help because even if it might be right, it could be wrong for the other party. Uh -huh. So they have to find a way to work together and get to the point where the one who feels right gets an answer that is satisfying for uh -huh. him and also an answer for the other one. I'm the reason I ask is I'm guessing that there are um, members of our audience out there who may, may be in conflict and cannot begin to, to consider or, or understand the viewpoint that the person they're in conflict has. And rather than look at that individual as the problem and he has to change his mind or she has to change his mind, it's to perhaps have an acceptance that both of you believe your truths to be true and having an appreciation and seeing it from the other side might be the starting point in trying to resolve that. Usually, you know, the family, a family is a strong bond and they have a culture if they live that too. And that helps to, to get them to the point where they can see that they are together and they should not work against each other. Mm -hmm. The strength of the family is a very, very big resource and that usually, or that's uh, my, um, my, what I learned, usually family remember when they are getting into the conflict that they are family and they try to find an answer for mm -hmm. every one of them. They generate the right solutions because they believe in their families. And mm -hmm. if they are really stuck, then it helps to just maybe let it sit there let them separate for a while and then put them back together. And if they are honest with themselves, and I usually talk very directly to them, they know that just being right 
is not the answer for all of them. Uh -huh. um, I try to still get an example. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what happens when you've been working with, with uh, individuals to try and resolve a dispute? but it just doesn't go anywhere. At what point do you step away and say, actually, you, you don't need me now, you need a lawyer, for example, or uh, whatever the, the kind of technical solution might be? When do you get to that stage? Um, I have situations where the people were very stubborn and they did not want to move from their point of view. I make them clear then, that I'm out, that I recommend a lawyer. Uh -huh. And I also tell them, listen, you should start to think about selling the company because I'm pretty sure you're not going anywhere with a lawyer. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> I have been in the situation that I did not have to send someone to a lawyer. Uh -huh. So I'm happy about that, but I know other cases and my opinion is if they are ending up at the lawyer, the business is over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've heard and seen a lot of family businesses really, really destroyed everything. Mm. It's gone. Uh, they did not talk to each other anymore. They were fighting each other. Oh no, that's, that's, that's not me. That's not my business. So I'm lucky I did not get into this situation so far. But the lawyer is the very end. Mm. Yeah, it's like the last resort, isn't it, to, to try and at least do it as amicably as possible. The point behind the whole thing is always family history. And yeah. they all know, if you talk to them, they all know. And very often it's repeating. It's repeating from generation to generation. And that's why it's not usually getting from the second to the next. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, if you look into family situations, for example, you can see that sometimes a, a child repeats the same mistakes that the parents made. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because they did not learn out of the situation or out of the mistakes. Uh -huh. I have, let me see. Yeah, I have, uh, I can give an example. Mm, please. There was, there was a lady, or she was married, she was married to an older man and she got a daughter. The, the man did not really want a daughter or a, a child uh -huh. and after a while they got divorced. And the same thing happened to the daughter. Wow. And that's the, that's the constellation, it's a family constellation. Uh -huh. And if they don't talk about why did you get uh, divorced, what was wrong in your situation, the daughter might get the feeling that the man is wrong. And that leads to the situation that she might get divorced too. Uh -huh. So there is kind of a, how do you say that, dynamic in the family, in families generally, that keeps on moving on until one decides, one of the family members decides, no, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that our family gets destroyed and that you can transfer that the same thing into family business. Uh -huh. I try to make those members clear when we talk to each other that if they don't want to look at the facts 
and their history and their hurting and whatever there is in there. And we all have a family history. Yeah. And, and it's hard to, to, to solve, resolve the conflict and get going. Mm. But from that point and explaining to the people, they get clear in their mind and understand there is something behind it. And then they, are op they open up and from there, I can really guide them to the right solutions. Right. But, but I'm guessing they sometimes need to go back and explore some of those possibly difficult times to, to appreciate that it's having an impact on, on how they're living their lives now. Yes. And I know immediately if... Sometimes, you know, I just tell them exactly what, what, what happened in their family. Uh -huh. They look at me and say, how do you know? Yeah. And I say, I listen to you. Uh -huh. I listen and I feel, I, I use my intuition to understand what they are saying, not the words, but what are they really saying? Uh, and is that what you mean by intuitive conflict resolution? Is, is the intuition on your side or does it go back to the, the statement about, you know, the truth by the way it feels? Yeah. It's intuitive to all parties. Yeah. Okay, so, so the latter. For example, when I talk to people, I feel if they are telling me the truth, uh -huh. or if they're lying at me, right. but usually they are not lying at me, they are lying at themselves. Yeah. And I just, you know, by asking a lot of questions, and those are special questions, I get them to the point where they tell me the truth, and from right. there, we can all go. Uh-huh. Fantastic. And what I'm picking up from a, a lot of what you're um, sort of saying is <clears throat> to help avoid conflict in the first place, having an environment that helps to facilitate healthy conflicts to, to the point where it's not detrimental to the business is actually a good thing. It, that, that, that can help the business move forward. It can help the business to change and, and to give everybody their sense of purpose within that business do you have any advice for family businesses to help them create that environment to 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 embrace a form of conflict that then doesn't tip over into something that is unhealthy yes the first thing is they should not avoid conflict because that is a chance to help to heal those emotions uh -huh. maybe coming from family history maybe coming or they should, could be in the present right now, you know? Uh -huh. And that, then they, for, they have to accept the conflict and understand that it is helping them and finding to solutions. It is a key to grow and find more understanding for each other. Mm -hmm. so, so not to be afraid of conflict per se, but to, to recognize that it, it needs to be kept in check and... and um, if it isn't, that's the point to say, right, we, we probably need to speak to somebody now. Yeah, it's, you know, when they are open-minded and open-hearted, they can only win. Uh -huh. it, is, it is their wish to solve the conflict and treat the family culture, keep them going the way they really want to be. Usually a family wants to be happy, be together, be together, going out, eating, going on vacation together. That's another point which is, which is important. Mm. To stay together as a family, doing things together, 
explaining why you're acting that way or why you're doing this or what you prefer respecting the other person but that's the point a lot of people just avoid the conflict instead of saying yes that's the answer uh -huh. from here we go we grow we learn we learn to understand each other much better uh -huh. and we learn that we can improve the business fantastic um would you have a a single tip to, to give to families in business to help them avoid the pain conflict can create? I mean, we may have covered um, some of the sort of broader stuff, um, but is there one thing you think would, would be the, the best starting point or the best thing that they could be doing? Yes. They sh I recommend that you look at the family members and also the business with love because that's the, the good feeling. And communication is the key to let love also be ex uh, expressed. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have to reflect and decide about their situation or also accept the opinion of the other person. And if they listen to their inner voice, they can see the big picture and not just themselves as individual. Mm -hmm. They need the big picture. The goal they have for the company, the goal they have for the for the family and the goal might be you know not just end in the second generation but go to the next generation mm. and it is very important also to learn in time especially if it's a generational transition and also get the children ready for taking over mm -hmm. it's too late if you never ask or talk to them about do you want to take over and that could be a conflict in the family if they don't talk about it. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the nature of conflict is that it can be seen as something that's, that's negative. But, but presumably in the work that you do in, in, in resolving conflict, that the outcome from that being resolved is a far stronger family unit and a far stronger family business as a result. Yes. And they are the ones growing fast and uh, doing a good job. The, also, the employees are very happy in there. And I, I work with the employees too, if they uh -huh. want that. And that helps to round the whole picture, to get the big picture. Yes. Uh -huh. Brilliant. Okay, great stuff. Where can our audience find out a bit more about you, um, Doris, and, and the work you're doing? Uh, well, I have a website. It's www.dorisscheibenbogen.com. Uh -huh. uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. And you can, um, I can be booked. I offer free sessions. Uh -huh. uh, they can read my blogs. That's interesting too, to find out if I'm the right consultant for them. Uh -huh. But they can also, I appreciate to talk to to the people personally on uh, Zoom or Skype. Fantastic. And, and what we'll do, uh, assuming you're happy for us to do so, is to put, put all of those links in our um, show notes um, so people can find you if they, um, if they want to follow up and, and perhaps have a chat about something that's going on within their business um, and uh, to, to read through your blogs and, and see what your, uh, what your thoughts are on things. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. Um, so, so uh, 
I think that's been really enlightening, um, particularly from from my perspective. And I think the the topic of conflict resolution can be a sensitive one anyway, and the nature of conflict is such that it's not always the easiest thing to talk about. But I think if there are families out there who are suffering and are experiencing conflict at the moment, it is to think that bringing somebody in is is the starting point of resolving that and, and creating a business that's going to thrive and, and prosper um, as a result and not see it as someone who's going to come in and tell the other one who's right. Thank you very much for your time um, today. I really appreciate it. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Russ. That's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to leave us a review, please feel free to do so on iTunes. If you want to get in touch, you can find out more information at www.fambizpodcast.com. We'll see you again soon.